How is time measured in the galaxy if each planet has a different time of rotation and translation? We kind of assume that there is a standard hour, a standard day, a standard week, a standard month, a unit of measurement that everyone understands how long that is. And in our storytelling, we say that all that measurement comes from Coruscant. So not only is it the galactic capital, it's sort of the yardstick through which all time is measured in the galaxy. Nine times. Nine times. One last time. Hard time. Star Wars fans and move milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 215 of Last Points. This is Jason. And this is Gabe. We're talking about time. Time in Star Wars. Time in Star Wars is just as confusing as time nowadays. Because nobody knows what day it is, what time it is. Nobody knows what's going on. Does it even matter what day it is, what time it is? These are questions that are being asked every day. The time has come to get down to talking about Star Wars time and yeah, are the days going faster? Are they going slower? If you're in the Midwest, is it spring? Is it winter? It's all relative. Einstein was right. Everything's relative at this point. Doesn't matter (laughs) what day it is. Is is it a weekend? Is it Wednesday? Is it Thursday? Nobody knows. Well, like Star Wars, it's either daytime or nighttime or you're in space. That's basically all there is anymore. You get up in the morning. Is it daytime? No. Is it nighttime? No. Am I in space? No. All right. I'm still asleep. That's basically (laughs) where where it goes. I better wake up. Oh, look, it's dark out now. That must mean another day has gone by. Or we finally made it into space. (laughs) But but the only way I'll know for sure is if I go outside and I'm not sure I want to do that. It's like uh, the first episode, Next Generation. You walk outside a door, and it's a it's a trick from Q, and it's just you oh fall into space. Be careful! I wouldn't be surprised. I if I walked outside the front door and I just suddenly start falling through space. It's bound to happen sooner or later. At this point, it's just natural. It's natural. It's the way it is. You know, a month or two ago, I might have thought this was kind of weird. Nowadays, <laughs> just the way it goes. But the issue of how much time takes place in the Star Wars movies has confused fans, scholars, professors, historians, time map. Are there experts on time out there? K. 
can your speciality in advanced thought be thinking about time? Is that something that exists? Isn't that what Doctor Who does? I don't know. I don't know anything about Doctor Who. <laughs> Isn't he a time lord? I don't know. Isn't that what they do? I tried watching it when I was a little kid, and it was on PBS, and I re- I wanted to love it. I could never understand what the heck was happening, though. Though, you know, I take that back. The movie where Peter Cushing played Doctor Who, that was really good. <laughs> I've tried multiple times. Okay, so what we're going to do here is we are going to go... We, until we run out of time, we're going to try and figure out how much time passes in each Star Wars movie. Some could be easy. Some could be tricky. We don't know. We're going to figure this out as we go. And I think we agreed before we start recording. Our first one we're going to do, I say it's easy, but I don't know, is we're going to go in release order. Let's do episode four, A New Hope. Before we even get into A New Hope. We should talk about what you heard at the beginning of the episode, what Pablo was saying on a Rebels Recon. Time zones don't exist in Star Wars. If it's 5 o'clock on Coruscant, it's 5 o'clock on the most outer, outer rim planet, farthest away from the galactic core, and that all the planets go on Coruscant Central Time. How is time measured in the galaxy if each planet has a different time of rotation and translation? We kind of assume that there is a standard hour, a standard day, a standard week, a standard month, a unit of measurement that everyone understands how long that is. And in our storytelling, we say that all that measurement comes from Coruscant. So not only is it the galactic capital, it's sort of the yardstick through which all time is measured in the galaxy. It doesn't, like, I know you, people are out there saying, well, it doesn't make sense because all these planets have their own suns and moons. And do they all rise and fall at the same time? Yes. Because Star Wars does not play by scientific rules. And we need to keep that in mind that Star Wars is space fantasy and there's no reality to it whatsoever. Well, and I can't remember, is it in the same clip where they kind of basically allude when they talk about space travel to that, like, the time it takes to get from one place to another in Star Wars is however long the story needs it to take and that there's no, there's no consistency to how long it takes to fly anywhere once you're in hyperspace. It's whatever the story needs speed, not any sort of scientific unit of measurement, which just, as we get through the movies, just adds to the looseness of time in the Star Wars galaxy. It was just a couple episodes ago in Clone Wars where we were super confused about the Martez sisters. Did they leave Kessel and go back to Coruscant? How fast did it take them versus how fast it took them to get there? People get hung up on this stuff with Star Wars, and you shouldn't because it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, Qui-Gon saying feel, don't think was really important because that's the only way you can make it through this universe and not lose your mind when you start. And here we, and we're actually looking at the official timeline that they released right now as we talk about this and it, it doesn't make it any easier. So yeah. Okay. A new hope. Before we start talking about a new hope, you got to talk about rogue one because rogue one takes place just hours before a New Hope, at least the ending of Rogue One. And we have the Battle Scarif, which takes place 
during the day, but then when Jin and Cassian are on the beach, the sun is setting. So it's getting to be nighttime. So we can say that the blockade runner and the Star Destroyer at the beginning of A New Hope, all the stuff with Leia, putting the plans in R2-D2, all of that is happening all through the night. Yes, I would agree. And that the start of A New Hope, when they come out of space just outside Tatooine, that is early day of the next day on Tatooine? You would have to think so, yes. So when 3PO and R2 arrive on the desert and start bickering with each other, that's probably morning on Tatooine? Yes. Now a whole day passes because when R2 gets captured by the Jawas, that's at nighttime. Yes, and 3PO's already been captured. Now we're in one full day of A New Hope has gone by. Leia's captured out on the Star Destroyer. They spend, yeah, they spend the night in the in the Sandcrawler, right? And clearly it's the next morning when the Sandcrawler pulls up to the Lars homestead. So we're now in the second day. But is it morning? Because 3PO gets his oil bath. Luke talks to Owen and Beru. And then there's the binary sunset. Yeah, that's like a full day. They get the droids in the morning, he cleans them up, they get the oil bath, they eat lunch, talk about his father and that crazy old wizard Ben. Well, was that dinner, though? Because right after that is the sunset. Okay. So then slide everything back a meal, then that's dinner, they get the droids around just before lunch, maybe? I mean, it's tattooing, they work hard, maybe they eat a big breakfast when it's dark, they just snack for lunch, and then they eat a big dinner you've got a really good point because you got to think too also during that same day you've got stormtroopers arriving on tatooine look sir droids that's all going on during the day also and the sandcrawler moves incredibly slow well and the other convenient thing in star wars is the ships tend to to stay in space on the side of the planet that's daytime yes (laughs) Which, I've, now that I think about it, I don't know that the, we ever have seen a ship on the dark side of a planet. It's always on the side that has the sun on it, I'm pretty sure. Maybe there's ones. Maybe Mustafar, because the planet's just glowing. So, okay, Luke, Luke, Luke has dinner, let's say, with Owen and Baru. Goes out, sunset. At night, R2 takes off to find Obi-Wan. Clearly, they've got to wait until morning to go find R2. So now we're on to, what is it, day? What day of, how many days of A New Hope are we on there? When they find R2 and meet Ben Kenobi, that would be the third day of Star Wars. So this is a very busy day. They find old Ben in the morning. There's all the stuff with the sand people. They, They talk about the Force. They take off to the cantina. They meet up with Han Solo. This all in one day. Yeah. But remember, R2 or 3PO and Luke got up at the crack of dawn to head out to find R2 and run into Ben Kenobi. So that, you know, that could be 7 a.m. when they run into the sand people. And this is the advantage of getting up early. You can have a day like that where you can meet an old wizard, you can fight sand people, your foster parents can be burned alive, you can go to a cantina and meet someone who's going to be a friend for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's fun to sleep in, roll out of bed at noon, but you're not going to have days like Luke. 
<laughs> you might have a day like Han, because Han may have just rolled out of bed and then went into the cantina, and he still, you know, got half the day's worth of adventure. Boshek slept. I would say Boshek slept until about 11. I think Boshek was still sleeping at the bar, which is why Obi-Wan went to, to, to Chewbacca instead. It's true. Good point. Good point. So now, okay, now we've taken off into space. And it gets a little fuzzy how much time is taking place. But let's keep in mind that Luke and Ben, I don't think the droids count, have been up since, let's say, let's say 6 a.m. Yeah, I would say if they didn't go to bed, there was at least some napping going on on the Falcon. Because would you say when, when they find Alderaan, that's, the, that's another day? That's the next day? If you watch the movie, it sure as heck seems like it's the same day. <laughs> it seems like the whole rest of the movie is the same day. But it, that's impossible. That's your uncle talking. <laughs> I, think, I think on the way to Alderaan, it, was, it took them overnight. Or at least they slept for a couple hours. So to everyone on that ship, when they come out of hyperspace and there's just rocks and Alderaan's not there, that's effectively the next morning and the rest of the movie then is that whole next day because it could have easily been a situation like hey we're going to reach Alderaan at some point people should take a nap maybe Han took a nap or if Han slept in Han's good to go we don't know how often Chewie sleeps but Luke and Ben had to have taken like a nap yeah and what else do you do in hyperspace it seems like that's the whole point of hyperspace it's like okay I'm just going to take a nap because I don't know, I don't know how long it's going to take me to get there. It depends on what the next scene in the movie is, so I might as well take a nap. Because yeah, then they arrive at Alderaan. It's blown up. Tractor beam. We're in the Death Star. Trash compactor. All that business. Next thing we know, we get to Yavin, and it's daytime. So is everything that happened on the Death Star? Is that a whole day? And did they take another nap before they get to Yavin? I don't think so, because the Death Star was like, we're going to target Yavin. It's kind of a race to get there. They could have, again, taken a nap in hyperspace on the way to Alderaan, because the Death Star still has to go through hyperspace to get there at a slightly slower speed, because it's not the Falcon. It makes sense that they would have rested and potentially then get to Yavin the next morning, and then the end of the movie is the next day. And then that evening is the awards ceremony. That would kind of make sense because when they arrive at Yavin, it's kind of dewy. <laughs> it seems like the morning, right? Yeah, it's dewy. People are just kind of shuffling about outside the temple. They haven't had their coffee yet. So how many days would that make A New Hope overall then? We're saying... Tatooine was three days. Going to Alderaan was one day. So that's four days. The Death Star was the fifth day. And then the end battle and medal ceremony is the sixth day. Yeah, almost a full week. But we've got to remember, though, there's a lot of unseen naps going on in A New Hope. <laughs> you could be crazy. You could really be crazy and say once... That very busy day starts on Tatooine all the way until the Battle of the Death Star is one giant day if no one naps. Yeah, but Luke would be so tired. Obi-Wan at least got to die. <laughs> <laughs> but Luke, you know, we know, we don't know when Han and Chewie got it, but Luke at least had been up for, you know, 
36 hours before he destroyed the Death Star. So I would like to think he at least got a nap in there, if not two. But what if Obi-Wan, that's the whole reason that he sacrificed himself? I'm so tired. <laughs> Could be. I'm exhausted. I told you one of my kids was like, oh, Obi-Wan turned into a ghost so he didn't have to walk so much. Because <laughs> <laughs> then he can just appear whenever they need to talk to him and he doesn't have to keep following them around. I didn't bring my walking shoes, Darth. Go ahead, do whatever you want to do. I've been so tired, I've been up all day. <laughs> Just this kid with a haircut. It's all yelling at me. <laughs> yeah, so with, with Unseen Naps, episode four, A New Hope. Five, six days? That's why it, it feels like such a huge adventure. It's like a whole week crammed into two hours. So I ran into Ben Kenobi and Luke Skywalker. I had myself a pretty good little operation. They wanted a ride to Alderaan, and they're willing to pay enough so I didn't have to ask any questions. Now I'm in the middle of a rebellion. I'm spending half my time dodging Imperial ships and the other half avoiding Her Holiness. Not only that, but Jabba the Hutt's got a price on my head, and he's put Boba Fett on my trail. Something tells me it's not going to get any better when the Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back comes to a theater near you on May the 21st, 1980. Now, things, the middle chapters traditionally in Star Wars get tricky, right? Yeah, the middle chapters are like the theory of relativity and light speed in science. And it's like one storyline is going away from you at the speed of light. And the other story is like on the same planet. And then the other story comes back and meets up with the other one. And it's only been five minutes for the one story, but it's been... A thousand years for the one going the speed of light through space. That's kind of like the middle chapters in a Star Wars movie. And Empire especially because it starts out, right, with the Empire invader sending out probes. Then we cut to Empire and a probe crashes, right? But then we cut to Luke who's now on his Tauntaun, who then sees the probe crash that we just previously saw crash. Mm -hmm. Right? Don't we like immediately, we immediately travel back through time to see the probe crash that had already crashed. And that's just in the first what, two minutes of the movie. Yeah. Luke and Han on their Tauntauns. Luke gets attacked by the Wampa. Han goes back to the base. It's getting dark out. His friend's still out there. Luke is in the Wampa cave. It's, nighttime end of day one in empire day two in empire han has already gone out in the night his tauntaun will freeze before he reaches the first marker luke's in the cave luke wakes up when han finds luke luke comes out of the cave we're on day two isn't that still the night of day one and when zev finds them that's day two that's the morning of day two you're right yeah day two I found them. Repeat, I found them. Day two. Yeah, because Han says, good morning. Nice of you guys to drop by. Day two. Day two. First thing in the morning. Day two. We bring Luke back to Echo Base. He's in the back to tank. All that, we're still in day two. Is the Battle of Hoth also day two? I think it is. Yes, because all of the stuff with the probe droid sending its signal back to Vader is basically happening 
that night because the probe droid takes the pictures and gets blown up on the first day, sends an information to Vader who looks at it that night, says this is the place, they go through hyperspace or whatever, and they show up on Hoth the next day. Well, okay, here's where Empire starts to get a little a little freaky-deaky here. How long's Luke in the Bakta tank? I think it's pretty quick. Because it seems like it's just the next day, but then they show Luke in the tank, and that could have been a week. <laughs> if Luke disappearing with the Wampa is Monday, I think the Bakta tank... And then on the bed, Kiss and Leia, Master Luke, so good to see you fully functional again. Thanks, 3PO. That's Tuesday, in my opinion. And I think then finding out about the probe droid and the probe droid taking its pictures, that's still on Tuesday. Okay. Is the Battle of Hoth on Tuesday or is that Wednesday? I forget. Do Han and Chewie blow up the probe droid after they rescue Luke or before Luke gets lost? After. After. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, I think you're right. Yeah. Is the Battle of Hoth on Tuesday or Wednesday? Is there a night in there? I think it's the end of the day Tuesday. Later in the day. That would make sense because at the end of the Battle of the Hoth with, good luck, Luke, see you at the rendezvous. That's kind of seems like it's starting to get into the evening hours. Like, Battle of Hoth could be four or five o'clock at night. And then everyone's off planet by nighttime. Yes. Which actually makes sense because when Luke lands on Dagobah, it's nighttime. Yes. Luke takes off to Dagobah. Yeah. And Han and Leia and 3PO, the asteroid chase, that's all taking place during the night. Yes. And now we're at the point where Empire stops making sense and you have to start to feel it because... Luke's ship works. Hyperspace is fine. He gets to Dagobah. He lands. He looks for Yoda. He finds out about Yoda. Holy cow, you're Yoda. All that is the same night. This is the night of the Hoth battle, yes. This is still Tuesday night. Yes. It could be very, very late in the night. But at this point, Han and Leia and Chewie and 3PO have gone on a big chase, asteroid chase, and they may be in the worm's belly at the end of that day. So they're in a worm belly. Luke's eating root leaf. But then after that, what happens? How many days is Luke on Dagobah? And how long are they in the worm before they leave? And after they leave the worm, how long does that take to get to Cloud City? And how long are they in Cloud City versus how many days is Luke on Dagobah? We have to, we have to diverge now. And see <laughs> how how it lines up. Because we don't know, because when they're in space, we have no way of gauging day or night. There could be a lot of naps going on on the Falcon. We don't know. But we do know, if you gauge it by Dagobah, the next time we see Luke and Yoda, they're running through the forest, flying around on vines and stuff. It's daytime. The next time we see... Nighttime on Dagobah, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's when Luke leaves, you must not go, and all that, right? Is there any other time where it's nighttime on Dagobah? Because even when Yoda lifts the X-Wing out of the swamp, 
it's still kind of daytime. It's. I think the interesting thing is Dagobah is very similar to them being in space where it's so much of a jungle. I don't know that you can really tell if it's daytime or nighttime. Luke leaving, that's nighttime. But when they're just like when he does the cave or they're hanging out, I mean, it's raining sometimes. I don't. Maybe that was intentional. It's very abstract and vague how many how much time passes on Dagobah. Same as them traveling through space without hyper hyperspeed, light speed. Yeah, and because that's something to think of that no light speed. So they're just kind of growing at cruise control through the galaxy. Yeah. Which is the interesting thing that makes you think, well maybe it did take them a week to fly to to Bespin. That they very well could have been in the Falcon that long. And Luke would be training that whole time with Yoda. Because you've also got to think during that time, Darth Vader's got to put the call out to all the bounty hunters. You got to get all those bounty hunters together on a Star Destroyer. Boba Fett's got to figure out where the Falcon is. They got to go through all that rigmarole. It's a lot of work to get done in a small amount of time. If you're going to go by just what you see on Dagobah, which is like a couple days. Vader... Is in the asteroid field. He leaves the asteroid field to talk to the Emperor. Other ships still chasing. Yeah, it's very it's very wild and loose in the middle of Empire as far as what the passage of time is. I've heard people throw around crazy guesses of like a month. If you just feel don't think, how much time does your does the force tell you how much time takes place during that period of time in the Empire Strikes Back? Be like three days. Okay. I would say five days. I would say each time we see Luke and Yoda, that's a day. Each time, and a corresponding day for each time we see Han and Leia. And then the bounty hunter thing, that feels more like a five-day worth chain of events. And I think after five days of Jedi training, Luke might kind of be like, it's time to go. All right. Well, so we, if we split the difference, we'll say it's four days then. Okay. All right. Four days. So we have two, what did we say? Two days on Hoth? Yes. Four days on in the middle. So we're at six days. So we're already at A New Hope, which seems about right. And by the time we get to Bespin, because things do sp- beat up on Bespin because they are they landing is that a sunset or a sunrise when they land on Bespin I think it's it's a sunrise right because when Lando gives them the tour and we see ice cream maker guy and all that kind of stuff it's very bright and daytime in there that's sunrise so yeah they were flying there through the night they got to yeah they got to Cloud City in the morning so that's day seven. They arrived in the morning, and Luke hasn't left Dagobah yet. Oh, right, because he has at least another day on Dagobah. Yes. Okay, well, if we're saying that Luke's four days on Dagobah, then the Falcon got to Bespin the third day, right? Because then they're there a day in order to get the tour, lose 3PO, and then they go that evening to have dinner. Vader's there. Boba Fett's there. Han gets tortured. Luke feels it that evening and makes the decision to leave. 
Han is going to get frozen in carbonite first thing in the morning, you can kind of say. And that's Luke at nighttime takes off. Han has been frozen. And after Han has been frozen, that's when they say they detected a ship X-Wing class. So in the time it takes for them to get Han up in the morning, get him ready, get him all ready to go, that's the time it's taking for Luke to get to Cloud City. And then we have another busy day, which is kind of interesting to think. The Luke-Vader fight, it's kind of taking place, let's say, I don't know, 10, 11 (laughs) a.m.? See, it's got to be later than that, though, because by the end, it's evening. When Leia and Lando rescue Luke at the bottom of Cloud City and escape the TIE Fighters, that's the evening of that day. The sun's setting. When Boba Fett flies off with Han, that's the sunset. So maybe the Luke shows up in the afternoon. Maybe it took longer to get the carbon freezing room ready to go because they've never used it on a person before. and It took some trial and error with the Ugnaughts and... Maybe they wanted to get an early start in the day, yeah. And maybe, let's say, the Luke Vader fight was kind of 3, 4 o'clock, which would kind of make sense. Maybe the days are shorter on Bespin. But I don't think they can be, because we, we all go by the same Coruscant standard time. That's the thing. There's different suns and moons, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, so, yeah, they just they get up to a late start. <laughs> Those Ugnaughts, you know. So again, you you can sleep in. There's advantages to sleeping in. And there's also advantages to having a productive day. All right. Well, so then what do we have? We have, well, here, okay. They rescue Luke. They go back to the fleet. Luke gets a robot hand. Is that the same evening? Or is that the next morning, but we're in space, that Lando and Chewie go off to find Han? I think that's got to be the next morning. I think it's the next morning because... Lando has changed his clothes. Luke has a robot. Everybody's changed their clothes. Everybody's kind of refreshed. It's got to be the next morning. So does that put Empire at two days on Hoth, four days on, yeah, four days in the middle, two days on Hoth, two days on Bespin, and one day in space, nine days. Nine days. By no means expert evaluation there. <laughs> Nine days for Empire. So the the sequel has is 50% more full of days than the original. Return of the Jedi. From the desert fortress of Jabba the Hutt. Jedi. To the Death Star of the Galactic Empire. To the forest city of the Ewoks. This is the climactic chapter in the Star Wars saga. Remember the Force. Rejoice in the triumph. Return of the Jedi. Rated PG. Now playing at a theater in your galaxy. All right, so let's tackle Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi begins with Vader showing up on the brand new Death Star. Let's say that Vader showed up early in the morning. If we go by the movie, is happening the same time as the droids are making their way to Jabba's palace. You get the sense that's all the morning. Now, does everything happen all in the same day where Leia shows up with Chewbacca and then Luke shows up the next morning? 
I think you're right. Yeah, because I th- feel like I always felt like that was all the same day. But we have the advantage of you. We definitely see everybody go to sleep. So the droids come, Boosh comes, and then everyone goes to sleep that night. Yes, so that's the, day one of Jedi has gone by. Day two, Luke shows up. Yes. Fights the Rancor. All that happens. He gets captured. And the morning of day three is heading out to the Sarlacc pit. Wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. I just forgot something important. When does Han get unfrozen? Because that's nighttime. That's the first night. That's end of night one? Yeah. Because by the, the next morning when Luke shows up, Leia's a prisoner. Han's in the cell with Chewbacca. So middle of the night... Han gets unfrozen, wakes up Jabba, then everyone goes back to sleep? Yes. When Luke shows up? Yes. That's what I would say. Because everyone didn't go to sleep yet because they knew they were just waiting for Boosh. Because <laughs> they were all hanging out behind Jabba's curtain. Remember? They're all awake laughing. They're like, ha ha. Yeah, we knew. But now they really go to sleep. Luke comes in in the morning. And it's so bright. And they probably didn't go to sleep till like 3 in the morning because of the they were waiting for Boosh to rescue Han. So they're probably sleeping. Like Luke probably comes in at noon thinking like it's noon. Everyone's going to be up. But it's Jabba's palace. So they're all still sleeping from the night before because they stayed up so late. Okay. Now, the sail barge fight... All the same day. Same day as fought the Rancor. No, it's the next day. After the Rancor fight? Yeah, because after the Rancor fight, Luke's captured, Han's captured, everyone's captured, and Jabba's like, well, I'm going to take you to the... Doesn't he even say tomorrow or at dawn or something, I'm going to take you to the Sarlacc pit? Or maybe I just imagine that. But that's because when they fly out to the Sarlacc pit, it's like the morning or the middle of the day. It's It's full on daytime. It's not evening so Jabba didn't want to do it that day too much work getting all the sail barges out so at some point kind of like in New Hope there's a part where probably Luke and Han and Chewie all sleep in their jail cells yes so then early next morning let's say we all go out on the sail barges so now we're on to what how many days in Jedi day three we're on the day three the the intro adventure in Return of the Jedi is three days they crammed half of A New Hope into the first 40 minutes, 35 minutes. So they blow up the sail barge. They take off to the Rebel fleet. They have the whole thing with the Rebel fleet. Let's say that's all prob. Well, no, Luke goes to Dagobah. Yes. How much time does Luke go to Dagobah? Because he spends those final moments with Yoda, has a heart-to-heart with Ben Kenobi. Is this all the time it takes for like Lando, Han, and Leia to get to the rebel fleet and get situated? Yeah, I think. Say that's like a day. He spends a day on Dagobah. They spend a day getting situated at the fleet. Let's say the meeting probably what take with, with Mothma and Maydeen and Akbar takes place pretty late in the day because enough time for Luke to spend the whole day on Dagobah and then fly from Dagobah to wherever the fleet is and show up right at the end of the meeting. Or it's the next morning. I would say it's the next morning. That would make sense because when Luke is talking to Ben and when Yoda dies, it's nighttime. Yeah, that would make sense. That that feels like the other movies. Basically, everything happens that day 
And then the next day starts, they have the briefing, and Luke's been traveling. He got up like at five, <laughs> just before the sun came up. So he makes it to the rebel fleet around eight or nine when they're having their morning meeting, and he shows up at the end. Does Yoda die in the talk with Ben? Is that happening at like three, four in the morning? Maybe. Well, Yoda could have died like at dinner time, and then he talks to Ben at like ten o'clock. Then he gets a little bit of a little bit of sleep before he heads out in the morning. Did he sleep in Yoda's little bed? Where, where, where did Luke sleep when he was on Dagobah? Oh, good question. I, either on the, I guess, in the hut and when it was raining and maybe in, yeah, he might, he had to sleep in the hut because the, the X-Wing was still in the swamp. He's <laughs> like, all right, I'll just sleep here. I'll just figure this out. He rolled up his X-Wing uniform and used it as a pillow or something. Yeah. Well, he was going to sleep outside before he met Yoda. He had his little camp with R2, so maybe he just slept over there. Yeah, so maybe Luke spent a night in Yoda's hut before he took off for the Rebel Briefing meeting. Yeah, so three days on Tatooine, one day on Dagobah, four days. So the briefing and Luke meeting up with his with everybody is the beginning of the fifth day of Return of the Jedi. In that same day, they go to Endor because... When they arrive on Endor, it's daytime. They get caught by the Ewoks. They're going to be cooked by the Ewoks. It's nighttime. Yes. And then Luke talks to Leia. It's still that night. Luke goes and gets captured by Vader. It's in the middle of the night. Yeah. Luke is up for days at the end of Return of the Jedi. Middle of the night. No naps for Luke whatsoever. <laughs> Force Awakens could have just taken place a day after Return of the Jedi, and it would have made sense because Luke was just so tired. <laughs> That's why after Jedi, he disappeared because he just, I need to sleep. <laughs> because, yeah, then after, you know, 3PL tells the story, we are now part of the tribe, then everything that goes on with the whole assault is the next day. That's all daytime. Until we got the Ewok party, which is at nighttime. Meanwhile, Luke's off in the Death Star. Luke has not slept at all. Everybody else in the Ewok village probably got a good night's sleep on the in the Ewok village. Luke's just uh, living on the Force at this point. And whatever coffee they have on the Death Star. <laughs> yeah, because, right? Because the next day is the Ewoks and the Rebels try to take out the shield generator. And the rest of the movie is all that next day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the party is the night. It's all that. It's, so the whole end of the movie is that one day. So how many days is Return of the Jedi then? So what did we say? We said three days at Jabba's Palace, a fourth day for Dagobah, the fifth day is go to Endor, the sixth day is everything else. It's New Hope again, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, because Return of the Jedi is basically a new hope again. Yeah. I think we got, I feel like there's something, I'm sure there's something we missed. And I'm sure people will tell us what we forgot. But it's funny that it almost seems like the kind of pattern that would make sense. That the first and third films are the same amount of days. And the middle film is, if you take a six and flip it upside down, it's nine days. And I think, didn't we say Empire was nine days? So it's all like this kind of weird it all kind of works. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> you're right. We got the original trilogy down. I think in the future, we'll have to tackle the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy. 
and maybe the spin-off movies. I don't know. Maybe the Ewok movies, maybe Mandalorian. How many days does Mandalorian take place? Oh my God. Yeah. And if we ever run out of things to do, we'll figure out how many days the Clone Wars is. Oh, do you agree with us? Do you, what do you think? How, what's your theory? I don't know. I think, I think we learned a lot. These are the questions I've always wondered. And I don't know. I can't wait to, uh, to tackle the other chunks of the trilogy and try and work our way or continue to work our way through Star Wars time. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Well, and it is, it is very kind of interesting to map out in your mind too, just how it makes you feel watching a movie when something happens, starts in the morning and ends at night. Like you subconsciously kind of absorb that time of day stuff that, but you don't really notice it. But going back and talking about it, there is actually kind of a, a flow of day to night through these movies that kind of, I don't know, makes it feel logical even when they're droids arguing in the sand and puppets with snakes and all kinds of nonsense. A robot telling a story to teddy bears. Yeah. In the form of six collectible hologram watches, only a dollar ninety-nine each when you buy any value meal. Star Wars Episode Three, own it on DVD now. This is actor and creature performer details from a few of these Star Wars movies set in a galaxy far, far away, and you're listening to Blast Points Podcast with Jason and Gabe. May the Force be with you. Don't be alarmed. It's only a laser sword fight. Don't be scared. It's only the Death Star destroying another world. Relax. It's only a movie, and it's all for fun. Director George Lucas and 20th Century Fox present Star Wars. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. you know the drill apple podcast reviews it helps the show in that mysterious sith magic cloning way where it helps more people find the show somehow that no one understands but aside from all that we like reading your reviews on episodes so if you write something nice we'll read yours on an upcoming show and make sure you check out our website blastpointspodcast.com Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're on all of that. And if you're on Facebook, sign up for our Super Chill group, where it's always Blast Points all the time. And we've been doing weekly movie watch-alongs. We just did 
the one and only Phantom Menace and going into next weekend, I think we're going to start watching The Mandalorian, if I'm not confused. Episodes one through four of The Mandalorian this Saturday and then four through eight on the following Saturday. So that'll be really fun. I haven't actually gone back to The Mandalorian since like December, so I'm really looking forward to it. And if you want to support the show in a different way, we have got the Blast Points Army over on Patreon where we are doing these final four episodes of The Clone Wars and holy smokes. If it's anything like uh, that episode nine of Clone Wars last weekend. It's all every day's a blur until there's Clone Wars and then it's an even faster blur. But yeah, if you want to get in on the fun of our uh, weekly Clone Wars reviews, sign up over there on the Patreon. But that about wraps up number 215, figuring out the time of the Star Wars original trilogy, at least so far. <sighs> I don't know. I, just, I feel like I got to take one of those secret and new hope naps after this. My brain. <laughs> just get someone to drive you around in the car so you can just take a quick nap in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> do, do it a new hope style. Yeah. But all right, everybody, we got another bonus episode coming later this week. I think it could be something kind of exciting. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But <laughs> It's always a surprise. But yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening out there. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you. kind of assume that there is a standard hour, a standard day, a standard week, a standard month. We kind of assume that there is a standard hour, a standard day, a standard week, a standard month, a standard month, a unit of measurement that everyone understands how long that is. May the force be with all of you.